0: Greetings, Sanbonani, Dumelani, Apshieni, hello out there once again. It's your boy, AK, back again with another episode of Seeking Practical Solutions for Practical Societal Issues. eh? We are still on that path of addressing social challenges that members of society are facing within our respective communities or neighbourhoods. And on this episode, I'm actually being joined by Mr. Serala. In fact, he's not joining us. He's coming back for another episode. He's coming back for some more, you know. And we'll actually be talking about uh, the role of educators in today's society. As we are all aware that the world is actually changing at the moment. You know, industries are trying to adapt to all the changes that are happening um, in the foreign fields of our industries, you know. But apart from that, uh, let me just give him uh, the platform to formally introduce himself. Let us know what he's been up to since the last time we spoke, if there are any changes. So Mr. Serrat, how's it, mommy? I uh, know, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to be here, it's good, it's good. Welcome uh, back, welcome back.
1: Thank you so much for uh, inviting me again. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's been a bit hectic, I'll tell you that. Um, So recently we just come from exams, Um, we're still closed uh, in the June holidays, but you can see that next door we have a class uh, of mine that is there and um, we we, we are having support classes, you know, um, which is something that I'll also tap into. at some point when we speak about the role of educators and so on so it's been good we've been pushing you uh, see with our work we never stop working
0: yeah there's no time for sleeping yeah okay. <laughs> so now welcome back to the show sure yeah sure, it's sure. great sure. to have you here for sure even the real talkers out there are actually we wondering like when are you coming back for another episode hey i hope they can hear me yeah ah, no they can they can they yeah. can they can so <laughs> But uh, on this episode, as I said, that we'll actually be talking about the role of educators in today's society mm-hmm. and we'll also be discussing like how educators and us as the community can make like uh, the classroom a healthier learning environment for learners. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we'll also be talking about is corporal punishment, yes. if where the corporal punishment should actually be brought back into our schooling systems. As you are aware as educators that at the moment the cases where like learners are attacking educators in the classroom, they keep on going up, so we actually need to find a solution to that problem. You know? Definitely so before we actually jump into today's episode let me just remind our new viewers who are actually tuning in for the first time to actually hit that subscribe button if you are watching on youtube and if you are listening from any listening platform just hit that follow button hey it goes a long way and please don't also forget to hit that share button you know it goes a long way as you are sharing our podcast with your families and friends you know as we keep on growing but apart from that let's get into today's business sure so mr seran let's kick off the episode by trying to find out like uh, the role of teachers in today's society as i said earlier on that like we are currently living in times where like everything is changing from industry Yeah. right now there's this virtual reality world coming into existence so like what's the role of educators in today's society
1: Hey, You know, uh, um, I've I've always, it's something that I've been preaching, you know, to say that um, it's very important that we ask these questions, especially that one, because we have a certain, you know, a a two-dimensional issue where we find that um, we we live in a society and the school itself is its own society, right? Um, And... Some of the things that affect us externally uh, in, in, in all ways affect us internally at school. Well. You know, I'm talking about your corona, your socio-economic conditions,
0: you know. shedding what's up? Load shedding all these <laughs> things, um, they affect
1: us internally at school as a society, you see. Yeah. Um, and then we need to then reimagine, you know, uh, what it means to be an educator in this, you know, uh, space and time where we are having all these issues <laughs> that are there, that are happening um, in our country, more especially. And uh, we look at, in our field, where as educators I mean you know where we, 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 we've been talking about you know yeah. an issue of literacy in this country right yeah. then you think about the kind of learners that we are bringing into the society um, we must we must never by any you know um, in, in, in any way detach who we are as human beings I think as an educator we must Remind ourselves that as an educator, we have responsibilities Mm -hmm. of parents Um, We we are dealing with young ones and when you deal with with a human being you must understand that you are also as an educator a human being Mm -hmm. So what is your role as a human being who deals or finds themselves in a profession where they encounter a, a lot of time in a child's life? right because we cannot only then um say that we are going to uh, leave uh, out our humanity and just focus on academics that's you true. see business like we come to work and then we leave, Go as home. if the people that we are you know working with do not feel do not taste do not eat
0: yeah. you know that's true
1: they are not human so we need to Imagine our, our 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 profession and ourselves as educators to say what is your role in the classroom, what is your role as an educator outside of the society, but beginning from inside. Okay. Then once you are able to do that, even in your approach in teaching, we call that inclusivity. We are able to be inclusive of all these material conditions that these learners are going through. then you understand that this is a learner if you want them I mean we all want our learners to achieve 100% Mm. but if you find that no this learner did not do their homework we have an issue of homework in this country.
0: yeah that's true and I think it also comes from the point where like as parents at home Mm. we are not playing a part in like the learners uh, like taking interest in like uh, the learner's life like school, yeah, school academic activity life. The academic
1: yes, life yes. And, and also like so this is where you come in because and remember in our previous conversation because this is something yeah, yeah. we'll always tap into is you know like I said the external issues always affect in us internally as educators because you find that children do not come from the same household now yeah. There are those who need support and it's been proven even in varsity You would know this, that if you don't have support from home, it's one That's of the hardest hard. things to, to do You know um, support has been proven to be very crucial in uh, the progressiveness of um, the academic life of, of learners whether in varsity or in, in, in basic education so you find that the learner did not do their homework. Yours is not to uh, come in and then scold the child or... Oh, this is where our role must come in as the beacons of hope. Yeah. Uh, when I left UJ, we told we beacons of hope, I, it. <laughs> I didn't. I, no, didn't? No, because also UJ needs to itself to... There are some things that they need, they to, need to, to change, to fix. To fix before they even tell us as educators what we should be uh, when they themselves are not practicing what they are teaching us to become in society where they are the the, the fountain of knowledge where where, where where these are centers of knowledge production they are the ones that are you know bringing about the society right so we are i think for me we are beacons of hope where when we talk about a learner and a teacher relationship it must not only be based on academics we must find the humanity in in, in us uh, the humanity in, in, in learners as well to be able to interact learners in a way that they do not only see an educator but they see someone that in a society that has a lot of JPV in a society that has a lot of um, 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 substance um, abuse, substance abuse, where learners are, 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 are being in uh, relationships with other people, parents, you know, all so these things where they need to be guidance of some sort that needs to take place, you see. That is where we are, that is where we should come in as, as, as beacons of hope. That's true.
0: Nah, I hear you. So, like, while we are still on, like, uh, discussing the roles of educators in today's society, you know,
1: yeah. let's
0: step into, like, uh, some of the problems that are actually preventing you to actually fulfill that role to its, like, give 100% to that role at the moment. What would you say like are some of the barriers preventing educators from actually unlocking 100% of their teaching capabilities or capacities within the classroom, you know?
1: I think um, one, one of the things that we look at, I mean, and I hate saying it, but sorry, it's, it's something that we cannot shy away from um, and also must be very critical in our engagement when we argue that the support that we are getting from the department for me as someone who's new in the profession I feel the support that we are getting um, is genuine and uh, uh, is meant to develop Educators so that they can become better classroom managers mm. and be beacons of hope. However, they are giving us; you, they are developing us in a context that itself does not allow for development to be practiced. Mm. Right? So you develop an educator, but you develop them. You you teach them how to. Work with um, ICT integrated aids where now we are starting to use laptops, uh, yes. task, all these things.
0: Industry 4.0 uh, You know, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, the, the, for IR. So, um, yeah, I mean, we are people of Maroana, that's, that's, you know? um But you find that, you learn that in, 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 in a context where you have a, a SCOM issues, you have load shedding. Um, so you see that some of these workshops they are necessary, but for what kind of schools? Mm, so true. if you find yourself in a school in the township where it's battling with electricity or in the rural areas, you, you still attend that workshop, but in, in practicality, so it's so that you have the skills. But how are you able to in practice, you know, deliver the classroom? Sanitation, you know, um, space—all these issues that the, the class of seventy-six, class some of, of the arguments that, or some of the issues that they had, are still prevailing today. When we talk about the historical legacy that are still, you know, holding us back as a country uh, to uh, move forward in terms mm. of education, and you know. Um, so those are some of the barriers and you find that uh, with us when we speak about parents, we know we are parents. We get home tired. We don't want anything. Um, and then you must assist. Lena has a lot of homework because we give them homework. That's true. We say, we say, the idea is to keep them out of the street but also the idea is to also check and assess whether what you have been teaching is understood and to what level if understood and if not how are you able to assist right so we find barriers at home where uh, it's overcrowded there's no space um, there's no conducive learning environment there's a lot of noise there's no table you know, um, it's all these barriers you have and you have a parent um, like I was saying, not really much interested but you know, even those who are interested, they have their own, you know I've been speaking to a few parents in in my grade 7, some of them are developing themselves, you know, they are studying, they try to keep time they have to juggle a lot of things. Yeah, there's a
0: lot happening. you know Um,
1: and so you find that uh, the identity politics of this country uh, regarding uh, learners of this country. They've been relegated to um, being the people who are in charge of households at a very young age, and so they do not... they are not able to find time to be a child who has been work. So the priority has now shifted from juggling things of the world to academic life. So these learners, some of them, they just can't because this is a huge social space to
0: interact with other people. Hmm. Nah, I hear you. I hear you. That's true. That's true. That's true. Like, you know, like that's something you're actually touching on and like a serious point. You know, Mr. Serala is actually making a valid point right now at the moment when he says that as parents, as community members, where we reside, you know it's high time we stop, like, putting a lot of home tasks it like, instead, like, let's encourage them to study, learn, you know, instead of giving them, like, endless house chores to yeah. do non-stop and they don't even get the time to actually sit down, even, like, read, like, a yeah, normal novel, yes. you know, like, something recreational, you know. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, it's to bring back the culture yeah. of or in the, 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 I don't know, the identity fabric of development of this society or this country. is to bring back the culture of academics, the culture of learning, the culture of reading, uh, the culture of respecting a book, you know, the culture of prioritizing a book, right? But now there's a bit of conflict because we are in a country also where if those who still do not prioritize a book are able to flourish you know, yeah, through other means. So it becomes a bit um, for uh, discouraging when learners look at the immediate conditions of food and you are telling them to read without food in their stomachs. It's another issue. Guess, so, um, so
0: as educators and the Department of Educators... What do you think can be done to actually address this problem you know
1: uh, one of the things that support educators um, especially in the incentive side of things look as one is an educator my salary is not my own i do not also detach myself from my immediate family and my own issues the human being. That's true. Um, when i'm at school also i know that some of my salary will go to these learners Mm. because of the issues that are here right? um, and that goes out of you know, yeah, the yeah. heart but we need as educators to be more um, our salaries must increase as uh, much as those that are in, 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 you know, in certain spaces of offices at higher level nationally increase work at at a ground level, you know, as as important as educate they say educators are, we also need to be incentivized.
0: Yeah, and I feel like you are underpaid for very the, underpaid. for the work you are doing.
1: Um, then you have classes Not only do we have a shortage of, so the, the contradiction is that we, we have a lot of um, graduates in in the education field that are you know. Um,
0: qualified
1: within PGC holders, you know, uh, inclusive of that. So, why is, is there not a systematic or somewhat of a change of curricula where the system is going to be now a bit flexible because they can hire, they can hire so also to relax the balance. Of educators, the the whole notion of AEDs, but we'll come there because this is part of also a solution to other issues. Yeah, um, and, and because you find that you know once you deal with a leaking tap and you deal with the tap instead of mopping, once you deal with the tap, you have covered a whole range of issues. You've covered a wet floor you've dealt with, you know, not having to pop uh, waste of human <coughs> resource, energy, and all of that, you see. So, the simplest introductions of ways of, 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 of being within the education system. Well, for example, you have AEs. You a have teacher AEs. assistants who, you know, um, understand that the government is trying to, but it is just, I feel, to cover themselves because when we look at um, when we look at other certain aspects no? mm. you find that you can get educators to be teacher assistants. Mm. What they are gaining is experience That's because cool. you find someone who's not been in the field for like two years and things are moving. Yeah. You know, and they need to get up with the time, they need to of themselves as well and they are able to understand what the teacher might be looking for so you have more teacher human resource so even in the work that you expect them to do they are able to even do more and do more for the school that they are in because once we look at their job description it won't be much far apart from you know we say okay then you design certain things like this, you work on this and that and then uh, it's going to be able to to, 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 to lessen the burden, not even the burden, but the load of having to do a lot of admin stuff. You have to do a lot of files, and writing, and learner profiles, yeah. you must check, support. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's so, a lot. It's a lot. So, um, we we, we 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 can discuss this for, for a long time, but we do need practical solutions such as those ones. Yeah, that's um, true. And I'll touch on other ones as we go. Just remind me about yeah, the tutors. Yeah. That's one of the things that can you know make the load less yeah. for for educators to be able to become better classroom well-equipped uh, classroom managers.
0: Classroom managers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So like. Uh, before we actually move, it's more like we are actually moving, we are transitioning into like, uh, how educators are making like or oh, creating a healthy learning environment for learners within that classroom, you know. Because at the end of the day, we, we know that all these learners actually have problems. As you said, that family backgrounds are Uh Maybe one kid comes from a family where like, the mother and father are fighting where maybe the father drinks too much. Mm-hmm. So, like, as educators, how do you deal with these things? And is the Department of Education assisting? Because on one of the episodes that I, I did, okay. uh, I think it was for the challenges that exist within, like, uh, the teaching sector. Okay. So, my guest Lesseho actually highlighted something. It was more of a question. Why is it that our schools, especially public schools, don't have like a counselors, you know, you know, like a school counselor or a guidance advisor, you know? Don't you think we actually need those things?
1: We do, Uh, we do, because um, we can only, as educators, see certain things and understand them in, in, in a limited way because of not being able to become experts in certain fields of study. I mean psychology Mm. to cancer you know um, we need to go you don't just we do it because you know um, you learn how to guide but not as to cancer per se you know the problem with public schools is that everything that is public in this country doesn't work yeah that's true so you have a dilapidated public system uh, service system and um, you find that the structures that should be are not quite in place and if though if so they are not being used as they should you know Mm -hmm. Um, i know that we have at the police department we have um, even the social, social, social department, we have people who are they assigned to certain schools. So when we call, like we had an yeah. issue with a learner from a child headed home in, in primary, so um, there was a case that learner had to move. So social development was involved. Um, we know that uh, you can call, I think, the, uh, the department of district. And then from there they could be able to assist, if not the police station, with one. But it's not, it's not adequately used because my brother. This is where also we come in when we speak about corporal punishment. But I'll come to that now. Public schools um, have to deal with a lot of historical injustices of redress. Um, there's a lot that public schools do not have merely because they are public and the two lines of uh, 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 development in this country is private and public mm. so anything that is and that is where now we need to you know when we speak about implementing certain ideas of, of, of ideologies mm. like the Thomas Sankara oath uh, Thomas Sankara said look all the thomas Sankara always was based on all servants from his cabinet he must use public transport public health care uh, public services public services <laughs> then you think that those services are they good for you to be used if they are good for you they should be good for the next person
0: you yeah, see? so
1: if that was the case where president or uh, the, the, the president of this country uh, the pala
0: when, uh, Palace, uh, when, when, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if,
1: if that later, if if the president was 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 with his cabinet and everyone in parliament went to um, public public uh, their kids went to public school public healthcare, all these things then at least it it, it would have made things a bit easy because now institutions public institutions would have
0: and necessary health care yeah, I mean if you look at there was a doctor
1: from Rahim Ambos I think who wrote about the yeah. uh, the crisis uh, uh, who was fired and then rehired again because of public sympathy for telling the truth because nothing is working, people are dying because of uh, the incompetency of people so now you imagine what is happening in public schools where that is why the impact of it comes back to the
0: illiteracy rate of this country. That's true. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's definitely true. You know? Like, while we are still on it, you know, like you mentioned something as I was basing this question, you know, like, with kids you know, coming forward and being like, okay, I need help, I need to go maybe talk to Mr. Serrara, mm-hmm. and especially since you are a pri- you are a primary school teacher, you know, so like how do you go about that because for some cases it's actually hard to speak up when it comes to such matters, you know, as an individual. For instance, let, let's say I'm I'm, I'm someone who's shy and it's and I can't speak up in the classroom. So how do you identify such factors within like the learning classroom? Sometimes I'm having these problems and I'm not even acting like aggressive or behaving in a way that can actually tell that I'm actually doing these things. Mm.
1: Uh, we have what we call in our lesson plans, my brother. And that's why it's important, okay? That sure. we, as educators, remember as because of hope, we must go back to our humanness. You know mm. that we are not dealing with people who just, you know, give information and then you expect results tomorrow. These are human beings. And once you understand that, you appreciate how they are. You appreciate it. It's, it's what we call in the lesson plan the situational analysis. The who are you teaching? That, that's where you get to know them. Oh, Jose is like this. Bose lives there. Oh, that's why you find sometimes say when it's serious, it's not very really, You know, that's you know, why is withdrawn because of
0: those, all these things. So, right? as an educator, it's all about making time to. Understanding your learners, you know, building a relationship. Yes,
1: if there is nothing that can happen without you knowing your learners.
0: Ah, that's true. Uh,
1: these are our kids. You know, they love us so much. They love. Us I can so even see.
0: I saw when we were coming in. You know how they were even excited to see you. you
1: yeah. Know. Hey, no, 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 no. These are. <laughs> We, we must be able to have a, a relationship of understanding to say that this is how we relate to each other and this is why we are here. And then let us then in our relation interact with this knowledge in the, text, in the best way that we can, remembering that we are here for the purpose of teaching and learning.
0: And that is a dialogical thing, I learn from you, you learn from me, it's, it's, it's like that. Just like we're doing at the moment, I'm the learner, you are the teacher, you know. And, <laughs> and you will teach at some point and I will learn. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true, you know. So like, uh I want us to actually take a quick break. You know, okay. So you can go and actually check up on your learner's website for the support. Okay. Classes, you know. Yeah. So. But before we do that, let me just uh, remind the real talkers out there to actually go and check out our community of practical problem solvers, you know. We are still on that path. Eh? We have actually established a community of practical problem solvers that's actually focused on finding like practical solutions to all the challenges that we talk about on this podcast, you know. So, just visit com slash AK. That's where you'll find everything you need to know about our community you know there are different years there's even podcast match, you know but apart from that let's just take a quick break and then when when we come back we'll actually dive into the corporal punishment because i can see, see. you're even ready for it yeah, around you know we are prepared you are prepared so yeah i will be back after this short break okay? it thanks Bye. And we are back again, guys, from our short break. hey. And we are still on that path of seeking practical solutions for practical societal issues, for all the social challenges that members of society are facing out there. Hey. And as you are aware that we are actually talking about the role of educators in today's society and how we can actually create like a healthy, friendly classroom environment and so those are some of the things that we actually touched on before we actually went on the break, you know we're taking a look at the role of educators within like uh, the classroom environment and outside of the classroom environment, you know so like as we get back to our episode right now we are actually going to be taking a look at uh, the curriculum, you know because like there has been this thing, like, it's more of a trend that I've been seeing on Twitter, whereby, what's this guy going to say, Musi Maimani, hey. has been challenging the Department of Education to actually move or shift the pass, the pass mark that for, one. yeah, for maths and science, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah. So those are some of the things that we'll actually be taking a look at. But before we actually do that, let me just remind the real talkers, the viewers, and the listeners out there to, that they can actually be part of this conversation by using the hashtag Real Talk with AK just to leave their opinions and views on the topic that we are actually talking about right now at the moment. You know. So, Mr. Serral, So, let's kick off. Where? Let's kick off. Uh, the episode again by jumping into like uh, the curriculum, you know.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Firstly, the curriculum. Firstly, we are not going to listen to people like uh, Musimai Mani because those are people who do not understand some of the material conditions that affect uh, learning. You see, people like Musimai Mani. You know um, the people who are trying to come back to the political spectrum um, in 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 yes, uh, using the, the lived experiences of of learners, right? Um, it 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 my money. are just uh, people who are just making a lot of noise without any real contribution to our education system. All they're doing is typing nice English there that is not going to be. Um, that is not going to change the lives of people as a failed experiment himself. I mean, um, so, almost are uh, tapping from a, a position of privilege, which is why we say to an extent that we need to decolonize. Um so we start when we talk about the curriculum we cannot talk about decolonization and afrocentrism and um, systems of value. Uh, what we understand is um, what this curriculum is supposed to do if you have a learner who's getting if you increase the pass rate does it mean that the the the, the, the 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 issues of this country will change they won't they won't because we have engineers that are being um that are graduating each and every year, that are being produced. There are educators that are being produced each and every year, but we still have a, a, a literacy issue in this country. We still have a structural issues where engineers are not coming in. We speak about um, how, um, look at the floodings that took place now in in Durban, in the inner city, UCBD, in Victoria, in, in and, and all these places because of geographical spacing, you know. You look at the township and how how much of a geographical death it is, you know, um, because everything around and in the township is is is. is is ill, you know, um, we live next to my dams, you know, right now, there's the world a lot of yeah. Then you want to deal with the curriculum, the very same curriculum that you want kids to pass, to pass for what purpose, right? Now, for my what they particularly means is that you do not necessarily, with this curriculum, you do not have learners who, it does not produce smart learners. Um, so you increase the percentage to increase the profit the the, 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 the the existence of of labor in this country all you are doing is just making it difficult for people to attain it, like, so that they can labour. because essentially they the curriculum and the 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 content in itself is not um is not is not inclusive of the context that it's supposed to be used to serve it. Right or to say, so when we talk about the curriculum, we need to speak about systems of value. Why do we need to increase the pass rate? We need to increase the pass rate because in public schools there's a, a percentage of learners, who, and this is no different to the pass rate in. Uh, Universities, you would say no, but because we, we, yeah, we don't. The reason why some of us were lucky, sir. You say that uh, to be funded and to be fully funded, you know, Mm -hmm. we we, we, we don't see ourselves as we were lucky because we could have been one of the people or the learners that drop out at fourth year, second year because of uh, the incompetency of any you see. Mm -hmm. So, there are many reasons why learners fail. So when you focus only on thirty percent, you are negating why they are here. It's as if they got to a certain point because and and not remembering where they come from. Now, for them to find themselves here, appreciate the route. Many learners pass because of there's no support, socioeconomic economic conditions, because of uh, 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 inadequate uh, structures of, of, of you know the classroom and all these things. And we don't address these issues, you know. I was listening to Prof. Uh, to, to Prof Lushab at other time. She was speaking about um, uh, decolonization in a certain aspect and you know, educate, higher education. And she said at some point he was in Germany and when in Germany there was a, a tour guide who had a PhD. So it tells you if a tour guide, you are going to be given a tour by a tour guide. Yeah, it's, PhD. A, it's something. So else. It's you something have, else, You have a, a society that is functioning at a higher standard of level at all these uh, 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 institutions. You know, as your 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 tourism, your your publics. Uh, if you can have such people then that is what the curriculum is supposed to be doing to be doing to to to, 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 um, to produce learners that are are,
0: are are functioning at that level. Because personally I also feel like you know like our learning curricula mm-hmm. and subject subjects in general, you know, they are not really having that kind of effect on our lives you know it's one of the reasons you were mentioning that we have unemployed graduates engineers logisticians it's because of what from an early age our learning curriculum is not structured in a way that actually allows us to be business owners inventors you know scientists yes and uh, it does
1: not I, I remember a few words that are coming through of the discussion you know, but i was having with a friend and he said he was listening was listening to this other uh, nigerian guy and that man asked in africa we have a lot of graduates but where is the innovation there isn't any innovation in the state yeah, because we have an identity crisis in this country the problem of our curriculum is is is, is more divergent so we take from outside and mm. we put everything inside yeah, right? terrible, terrible. Terrible. You know, sir, we, we are dealing with um, an imperial education uh, my brother and it's all about um, the systems the value system mm. is based on commodity so the more you are able to work for you to um, have access to money that buys you an iPhone, that's you making it in life. That is supposedly what life. education <laughs> is supposed to, you know, it's the purpose of education, my brother. So the curriculum, uh, it's, it's, it's just another thing on its own. I hope we have a time, some point, where we call maybe other people who, Part of the decolonization process in higher education, and we discuss the curriculum because when we talk about the curriculum, we cannot just make it just. Uh, by yeah, yeah, it's an episode. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a by the way issue about yeah. because
0: issues are many Yeah, that's true, and you know it's quite interesting. You know, so we can actually jump into, what you corporal punishment. Corporal punishment. Yeah. Corporal punishment. You know, like. As I said earlier on, when, the, when we kicked off our episode that, you know, we've been seeing these videos on social media, Twitter, Instagram, all our social media platforms, you know, whereby you have learners fighting with educators, it's either verbally or physically, you know, and like, it got me thinking, I was like, at this point, should corporal punishment be brought back. Cause at the end of the day, don't forget we are, I think we are the last generation that actually went through those things that like corporal punishment in our schooling systems and yeah, well, I don't know and we turned out well. I'm the, just saying the, the thing started <laughs> in nineteen ninety six. So
1: uh, corporal punishment was it's been. in nineteen ninety six. So when you say you're the last generation, it's been happening.
0: But look at, I mean, like, uh, look at us, how we turn out, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, we turn out, okay, here we are, you know, we are an educator, you know, all because of what? That discipline, you know, like, so, do you actually think that corporal punishment, it's actually something that should be brought back into our schooling systems, or we should either just find new ways of... Uh, disciplining or enforcing discipline towards learners. But before we actually do that, let's just start by explaining what is corporal punishment, uh, you, your own understanding of what corporal punishment is. The platform is yours.
1: Okay, I think uh, what we can do now. Um,
0: are we, are, we, are we able to pause? Yeah, yeah we, can. we can. We can. Okay. Okay. Uh, we apologize about that, guys. Uh, we just said to deal with something urgently. As we are aware that we are actually doing this episode in a school. So, you know, there's going to be disturbances there and there. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, we have reached, like, uh, the wrap up part of our episode you know but there's still going to be a part two of this episode you know just that like uh there are situations that we are currently facing but uh let me just give mr Serala the platform to actually continue with uh answering the question that i had raised
1: yeah no um i think the issue of corporal punishment my brother okay it goes to two things Uh, to value systems of what discipline is because discipline in my language might not be the same to you, yeah. you we do not approach discipline the same it's positive it's negative english says that yeah. um, but also it has to do with culture. now the problem with that is that because south africa we have an identity crisis we have an identity problem Uh, And you see this mostly because our learners are not doing well in their home language because we have mimicked the English language to a point where a lifestyle language comes with a certain kind of uh, it holds the weight of civilization um, which is what Fanon says because language is you cannot detach it from, from culture that's true so, we have a, we have an issue where, you see, as time goes on language develops, that's why the, the dictionary sometimes we say it's outdated because there's new, there's new, new language, terms. new terms and all these things. Now, if there are certain types of languages that are not given a chance to grow, then it becomes a problem because we are only focusing on two, two streamlines of language. Uh, English and Africans you see That's true. so now it becomes a problem because once we speak these languages then our culture we lose the value of what culture says and how to deal with certain issues you see now corporal punishment uh, is, is, is a violent process corporal punishment is a violent process and the reason why a uh, 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 corporal punishment was stopped was to redress the historical injustices that happened in the past. That was in 1996.
0: Yeah. This is I, what I, I saw it when I was doing research for yeah. it. Yeah, so that was the reason.
1: So you see that now we are dealing with educational law. The educational law that still uses, that is uh, encompassed by Roman Dutch law. So those are the value systems that we are using in an Afrocentric uh, context. So as Africans we are using something, a value system that we do not even understand because that 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 word when when you say it it holds a certain weight of culture. So when we speak uh, when we speak about how to deal and, and discipline, it's as if now thinking is only an exclusive you know uh, preserve of the English language it's as if there isn't any alternative uh, uh, ideas on how to deal with corporal punishment using other systems of value from different types of languages you know so it becomes a problem because now one good thing that I agree is that how to deal with corporal punishment would be taking it as a barrier to learning so What 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 we are told as educators to deal with corporal punishment is that we must try to reinforce developmental type of of punishment. Now you think, eh? Must come up with a productive punishment that does not look like a punishment. Which one is this? Auntie, what are we dealing with? Because if you are
0: going to teach a learner there's cause and consequence, cause
1: and effect, you know.
0: Whatever. um, Anything that you do. It's either there will always be a good consequence or a bad yes, it's the implications of the
1: implications of the decisions that we take, you know. That's why there's altruism and all that, where we speak about Kant, Immanuel Kant in, in sociology, you know, when we talk about ethics, you know, um, doing something wrong so that at the end it can be right or, you know, the end justifying or the means justifying the end, you know, all these things have to do with that is part of educational law. Um, What I would agree with is that most of the learners that are doing corporal punishment, the learner or those who are, you know, affected by corporal punishment, instead of doing that, we must look into what is the issue with this learner then that speaks to you, the teacher, as a beacon of hope, understanding the humanity that the child brings in your presence, in the classroom, or carries with them, you see. So before you even start being mad or start to, you know, um, scold the child for not doing their homework, before you even get to the punishment, try to put yourselves in that level. Even for that day, if you talk about yesterday, are you fine? What's happening at home? Get the basics out of the way of humanity so to understand what could have been the barrier to the problem. Then what would we call as positive and productive punishment would be being closer to the child. Because what I've learned is, I've now because I, I, I coach soccer, yeah. I wear soccer boots, I train with them. At this boy, uh, we've gotten to I've gotten to understand others outside of the academic space and you get to know a, a, a child and they get to even understand you and that uh, gets you closer for you even in the classroom for them to be able to do their academic work because of having played to you. So with that I will leave it with that. <laughs> Whether they bring it back or not. I think as long as we don't deal with the issues that need to be dealt with in this country, I do not see a way that um, the literacy and the the, the level of uh, high functioning society educators would be, or high functioning people in the society, you know,
0: um, will be produced from this type of education, even though you increase. I uh, no, Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Sikhalai. It's been a pleasure having you on the episode, you know. So, like, we can actually conclude for now. Okay. For now. As I said during the break that we'll actually do a part two of this episode, as time is not actually on our side at the moment, you know. Yes. So, to all our real talkers out there, it's been an honor having you You and uh, get to know more about our education sector in South Africa, you know, cause there's actually a lot happening with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apart from that, it's a rep from us, you know, don't forget to click that subscribe button, don't forget to go and check out our social media platforms, you know, on Twitter, it's at the people's podcast, you know, that's where you can also interact with us, you know, it's a community on its own, we actually have a Twitter community standing on its own, you know. We are out here building these communities. But apart from that, Mr. Serala, once again, thank you for your time. It's been an honor. I've actually acquired a lot of knowledge that I'm still going to sit down, process, and then when we come back for our episode, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, <I> no <know. laughs>